Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello, this is Lau Leeds with Optimized Profitability Podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce Ray Fleming. He's a co-founder of Wise Guys in Ties. He's married with two kids and one on the way. Just found that out today. It's exciting. Um, he's co-authored a book on business credit, and he's currently working on another book on credit repair. He's a serial entrepreneur just like the rest of us. He does all kinds of fun stuff, and we're going to hear some really cool stories. So, Ray, let's start us off. How did you get started as an entrepreneur? Well, uh, we'll take you kind of back a little bit to what school growing up really looked for, like for me. I was middle child growing up, which I adapted some very good skills in art of negotiating, learning how to become a peacekeeper. And so as you've heard about middle child syndrome, uh, I definitely had a lot of that taking place. The other thing that was really difficult for me was learning in the traditional school environment. I was the kid that was always artistic. So during class, I was drawing and getting into trouble for doing so. I did not like to do my homework. I wanted to be outside. I wanted to be free. I didn't want to have to sit down and do work after I got out of school. So that resulted in bad grades because homework was heavily weighted. And so as I'm going through this process and I barely got out of high school, I believe it was the last semester of high school where I had to take four extra classes just to make sure I graduated on time. And then as I moved into college, which my parents never even thought was going to be an option, I went to community school or community college. And then from there, I just felt lost through this whole process. I felt lost because actually in high school, when I was 16, I started flipping cars. As soon as I could drive, I started buying cars and then I would get tired of the car, so then I would sell it. And then I realized, um, because I cleaned it up, they just paid me more money. And then I started skipping class, you know, towards the end of high school, where I was literally going to buy cars uh, just so I could flip it. My brother and I, we got into uh, basically restoration of cars, painting cars, hot rods, uh, imports. So we did it all. And at any given time during high school, we would have... 14 cars in our driveway. My mom was okay with it. <laughs> so that kind of, I believe, started this thought process where I could take something and I could spend my time and turn it into a profit. Now I grew up with my grandparents owning a publishing company. So I've been around entrepreneurs my whole life. It just didn't really sink in until I first made that payday on my own. Moving forward, I started working in restaurants and trying to find really anybody that would pay me money. And I ended up having about 30 jobs before I was 30, just because I ran into the situation where I didn't feel appreciated. I also was somewhat of a lone wolf. I liked living life on my own terms. I liked being able to choose my own schedule. I'm a night owl. It's very, very weird. I'm I'm not necessarily a morning person. Mentioned my wife. My wife is super bubbly, 5 a.m. She's ready to go. And me, I'm I want to wake up naturally <laughs> at eight or nine in the morning. But every every book I ever read about success told me that if you're going to be successful, you got to wake up early. And so I tried that for a while, but it just didn't necessarily work for me. I just found that I really thrive when it comes 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I get a lot of work done when there's no distractions around. And so I was able to figure out that that worked for me. 
some things work for other folks and but what's most important is being on some type of schedule with yourself now as i was basically in these jobs trying to make money doing it for money not for the enjoyment of it it was basically just working for a paycheck i found not only was i dissatisfied with the work i was doing i was dissatisfied with my life and that kind of led down another path when i was working in restaurants i became a bartender and if you've worked in a restaurant you know that it's it's there's a lot of partying that takes place so that really when i turned 21 turned into a lot of alcohol consumption and it was basically working to pay for drinking that led down a different road i was unhappy i was overweight and then um since i wasn't feeling fulfilled in life and i had these little side hustles going on but it 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 just wasn't enough i didn't pay enough attention i ended up dropping out of community college and then i was lost and then the alcohol became more um more of a relationship in my life and it started to create some real big problems for me it was creating not only problems in my physical relationships with girlfriends and things like that but my mental health it was messing with me i started ending up getting a i ended up getting two duis in two years was looking at prison time um and then i couldn't even stop drinking and then so it turned into this it turned into an addiction where it had consumed my life because i needed something i was looking for something i was searching for something and i knew that if i didn't correct what i was doing if i didn't find what i was looking for that was literally going to destroy me and put me in a grave thankfully i never hurt anybody thankfully the cops stopped me before i ever did crash in anybody but as i was sitting in jail for i think the uh 6th time i was in there for about a month due to uh you know drinking and causing problems as around i think at this point i was probably like around 24 years old and i uh i picked up a very very important book the first book on personal development it was the bible and as i picked that up i was i just turned to a page and i started reading and i get chills just thinking about it because that was the first time i ever picked up a book i never even read books throughout my high school career or anything like that i would look at the cliff notes but i typically just copied off of other folks and when i what i found in that book was some very thought provoking questions and the fact that jesus spoke in um parables it allowed me to reflect on what was taking place in my life and i realized that i had been i there was this need that needed to be filled but i was trying to fill that with external things and uh that kind of led me down this road of christianity which i'll talk about in a little bit but it also opened up my mind to if if i was able to get this from this book what what else uh, what else am i missing out there so then as i started to de- develop um a relationship with christ he started to put books into my path and so there was a book it was called thinking grow rich and but then it was like okay i have this love for money but is it money that i'm actually looking for and then that came to my f- for a second realization that it's not money that i'm actually looking for it's the change i can do with the money and then i've always had this care for folks i've always had this will to want to help others i could be driving down the freeway it's 110 outside and uh not to brag or boast but i'll will literally stop if there's somebody that needs their tire changed just cuz what i am and i don't tell anybody about that so i do these things all the time that i don't ever tell anybody about 
but because it, it, it fills that void that's inside that, that need that I have. And, uh, you know, as I started going down this personal development, because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you have to go down the road of personal development. The world is not a crazy enough place to start rewarding undeserving people. And so you have to become valuable. You have to be better yourself. And that all comes around helping other folks. And I met a very successful person named uh, John McCants. And he told me, he said, Ray, if you, you realize now that you can't focus on money. You got to focus on helping people. You realize that now just get the number of how many people you want to help in your mind. So he said, start with 10,000 people. You go out and you help 10,000 people. You focus on helping 10,000 people get what they want. You will never have to worry about money or taking care of your bills ever again. You've already got this key component where, you know, you got to first fill yourself up with your spirit of what's missing for your spirit. And then you got to go out there and start sharing the good news of what that transformation inside that has taken place. And there's somebody else out there that needs to hear what has happened. And so that's what I did. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start building a business and we're going to go help other folks. And then I started making some money and then businesses were failing. But this time when I failed, I didn't fall back to drinking. I fell about to, back to that original self-development book. And I relied heavily on that book. And then the Bible, it helped me find other books. So successful habits of highly effective people. And I went from basically at age 28 to have read maybe three books in my life to reading about 200 books a year. And however you can digest it, if you have a hard time reading, get the audiobooks. My audio, I've, <laughs> that was one of the best investments I've ever made is the thousands of dollars that are sitting in my Audible account. Um, because you can turn your entire life into a self-development project where if you're in the car, instead of listening to music, let's listen to uh, how to improve your uh, sales skills. Because if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to learn how, you have to learn how to sell. And like I said, when I had these fails or failures, I should say, because when you first start out, your first business isn't going to make you a million dollars. If you, I mean, that's, that's like winning the lottery. You're going to have to fail. You're going to have to learn things. And then the next time you do it a little bit better. So, uh, you know, I learned how to flip things and I got onto eBay and selling things on eBay. Then we got on Amazon and doing things on Amazon. And then from there, it's, hey, what do people always look for? And then it turned into a kettle corn business. And then I was doing landscaping company for a while. And so I had all these different businesses and each way or each journey on the new business down the path, I would learn something new. One thing that I realized has helped me tremendously is as I read those books, as I met other entrepreneurs, they were able to curve the time. The uh, curve, that learning curve, I should say, reduce the time that it takes to learn something new. So as I would absorb the gold nuggets out of a book, that was, that was somebody's life of lessons. And now I can move forward and I don't have to, I've, I don't have to learn from my own failures. I can start learning from the failures of others. And that set me down, you know, a, a better path of success. As I continue to learn from others, I learned that I, uh, don't always have the answers. And it's interesting for if you're an entrepreneur, you're listening to this. And I know Lyle, it's like the more that you learn, the less you feel you actually know. And you're like, just there's too, there's so much out there that I got to learn and understand. And then you become almost addicted to knowledge, 
to bettering yourself, to helping other folks achieve what is possible in this life. And uh, I just reflect on my life and at, at a really dark, deep time in my life, you only have up to go. And I'll tell you what, I've been broke. I've been, I've been well off. I've been in the middle, but I'll tell you, it is hard no matter where you are. And being broke is really, really hard. And having money is hard too. But if it's going to be hard, you know, being an employee is hard. Owning a business is hard. It's going to be hard no matter what you're doing. So if it's going to be hard, you might as well at least have a little bit of money and have a business because it's going to be hard no matter what you do. And that's really what's kept me going today. Finding folks and now being able to say, hey, I've just barely started to get my head out of here. We have now some real estate. We now focus primarily on helping businesses build business credit. We help them get funding for their business. And it came from, you know, being a popcorn popping landscaper. And now we're funding businesses in the millions of dollars and doing these hundreds of thousands of dollars of real estate transactions. But it didn't happen overnight. It's that you've heard them talk about the iceberg illusion where, you know, um, I felt last year, like I needed to kind of start to pull myself away from Facebook because I had been fighting to have people accept me almost. And so I'd been really trying hard. And then, then I, uh, I made connection with this person from high school and they're like, wow, Ray, like you've really done something yourself. And in it, in it, the time I was like, <clears throat> I was thinking to myself, that's really what I wanted to hear. But at the same time I said, I'm not, that's not why I'm doing, it. I'm not doing it to impress other people. Um, I'm doing it to maybe make an impression on their life so they can see that it's possible no matter where you come from. Um, whether you're struggling with the current situation you're in, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's, uh, the family that you grew up in or whatever the struggles that you're facing. That's actually the moment when God takes that struggle to mold you to who you're going to be tomorrow. So embrace that difficultness. Um, embrace when times are tough because when that's taking place it's going to allow you to have better days tomorrow and so as i look at all these rough situations that have happened over my life the sitting in jail the um the the almost going to prison and the addiction and the hardship and the breakup and the and the and the seeing of my family and suffering and the almost losing of my current wife and the children just because having a hard time pull it together you know 7 years ago it's uh it's amazing what can be done but i the thing i realize now i would not change any of it at all because it had to happen so if you've had a hard time growing up Understand that had to happen in order for tomorrow to be better. That molded you to be able to understand something that God wants you to be able to see and wants to show you. And through that, you're going to be almost like a phoenix rising out of the ashes because to be a successful entrepreneur, you're going to have to get punched in the face by life multiple times. (laughs) You're going to get keep getting punched in the face, but your goal is not to become successful it's just to keep getting up after you get punched in the face by life. That's really what it is. And uh, that's what I do every single day. Just keep getting up. You know, you learn to like bob and weave and not get hit so hard. But, uh, you know, still going to pop up and just, psh, ah, I did totally did not even see that coming. But when you, when you, uh, you 80th hit, it's easier. It gets easier. You can start taking the blows.
But yeah, I mean, that's where we're, that's what kind of has brought me to where we are today. Plenty of struggle, plenty of hardship. And, uh, I just don't let it stop me. Don't let it stop me. That's for sure. That's really cool. I look at the progress of that and you went from valuing things to valuing yourself to valuing others. That's biblical. That's kind of cool. <laughs> we can get into that. What's one thing you're doing in your business right now that if somebody's listening in, they're like, you know, this guy's been through a lot and he struggled, but he keeps getting up. What's one thing right now you would tell somebody if they're struggling and they just don't feel like they can cut, they can get up. What's something you would tell them to do right now? Get up. You gotta, you're going to die if you don't. No, <laughs> you really <Wow>. are. <laughs> you're you're going to die if you don't. You really are. Um, and, and I mean that metaphorically because right. fear can overcome and it usually is fear that prevents us from getting it back up. It is the uncertainty of, is this actually going to work? Well, you can run as many analysis on the situation as, as you can. Um, a lot of us like me, I'm kind of have a track record of, uh, analysis paralysis where I overthink things and I try to be as safe as possible, but you just got to try it. You don't know if it's going to be right or wrong. Take the, take the best information you got and just go with it and try it. And if it doesn't work, it was not a failure. It was just an unsuccessful attempt, but the next time you start, you're going to be better. And that's what I needed to learn is I needed to learn that it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. And if it was easy, everybody would do it, but it is more worth it than anything else to be able to um, see what that could do. And I think that's the other thing too, I would say is make sure you get up, but you got to make it bigger than you. You got to see what it's, what it's for, who you could help, the lives that you can change. Because unless you have a dream big enough and you can see that dream of what, what you're going to be able to do with your life for somebody else or for, for others, it's just not enough. I used to think like, oh, I need a Lamborghini. That does not keep you going. Lamborghini is not going to keep you going. But I'll tell you what will keep me going, a plaque. One of the things that keeps me going is I want a plaque on St. Jude's wall that I ran it for a day. And it costs like a million dollars to run it for a day. So I got to figure out how to get a disposable $1 million just to fund that for one day. But that's one of these goals I have. I want this plaque that's going to cost me a million dollars and probably change a whole bunch of lives. But And it may not even be that too. It's like when I get to that level, it's just going to be that change that we can see in the world because... Money is not good or bad. It's just a tool. It will enlarge who you are. If you're a jerk, you're going to be a big jerk. If you are good, you're going to be able to change so many lives. So think about that. And that's the reason you have to get up. It's your children's children. It's the children that you haven't even met yet. It's the families in the, that are going to have employment because of what you create. It's bigger than you. This is bigger than all of us. And you're just part of this giant story. And the reason that you even found this podcast is because you were trying to be, somebody was trying to show you something. And so I would take that to heart as what you were supposed to hear. That's great. I sure appreciate it. Now we're going to flip the script a little bit because we're going to pause this podcast. Hopefully you were motivated. Hopefully his story just kind of took you to the next level because it's so important to hear those stories and know that you're not the only one going through these things. We all struggle. We all have those issues you just got to keep going. Just take that next step. One more step. Just keep saying one more step. One more step. I love that. I love that attitude. So on our next, on our bonus training, we're going to talk about direct funding and business loans. 
and how you access capital. Whether you're in real estate investing, whether you're in business, or you're just getting started, you got to know, especially in our world, it's changed a lot. So you're going to hear from somebody who struggled through all those steps and how he's developed a system help you understand a little bit better. So make sure you tune in on OptimizeProfitability.com. And real quick, Ray, how can they get in touch with you? I know they can go to WiseGuysInTies.com. How else can they get in touch with you? Um, easy. Just uh, if you want to hear more about and see what we do, just go over to YouTube. Google WiseGuysInTies.com. Check us out. We got, we're putting our best stuff out there. Oh, That's yeah, really what it great is. Great stuff. Great. This has been Optimized Profitability with Ray Fleming and Lyle. And y'all make sure to tune in on the bonus where we talk about accessing capital. Fun stuff. Thanks, Lyle. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the OP Podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook or look us up online at OptimizedProfitability.com. And always remember, you were born with a purpose. Now, go live like you believe it.